Hi everyone, it's Bert from Season Gaming and welcome to this week's BitCast special. So we're not doing a typical BitCast like we usually do. We're gonna be returning to that next week. What we're going through this week is a summary, kind of what we think about 2019 so far. We're approaching the end of Q1 and we wanted to kind of give our thoughts and impressions of what's happened and maybe what's even coming later in 2019. I'm joined as usual with Dan and we have a special guest this week. We have Alden from Third Wheeled Arcade. He's one of the hosts over there. He does this with Dan and he's gonna be joining us this week as Ains is out of town on vacation. So let's kind of kick off what we're expecting to talk about today. So as I mentioned, we're gonna be going over 2019 so far. No news as usual in our typical format. So if you're expecting that, sorry, but we'll be back next week, as I mentioned in the intro. What I wanted to talk about to start out with is what was most hype going into 2019? What was least hype? And what has actually kind of turned out 2019 so far? So let's kick it off with what we think was the most hype stuff going into 2019 and if we even cared about that stuff. So Dan, I'll kind of kick it off with you. We have a few games in our summary here, but what were you most excited for at the start of 2019 here in the start of Q1? Anthem, for sure. <laughs> and I was, you know, I'm still enjoying it. But it's, you know, I mean, we'll get to the disappointments later. But Anthem was probably my most anticipated game of the year because I love Bioware. Um, I've loved what they've done in the past. I really wanted to see how they handled a, uh, you know, looter shooter kind of genre. Um, I had pretty high confidence in their story. I had, you know, I was just ready, man. It, it was all the all the hype behind it. Um, I was pretty pumped. So. Yeah, ton, tons of advertising from Anthem for sure. From even I guess last year E3. Um, Alden, how about yourself? What were you looking forward to the most? I think I honestly was looking forward to Resident Evil Two the most. Uh, but um, Anthem, I was cautiously excited about. I, I unlike Dan, I had a lot of reservations about it. Um, again, we'll we'll touch on that in a little bit, but um, Resident Evil 2 was definitely my most hyped game going into 2019, which is kind of sad because it's over. <laughs> it was over in January, um, so the rest of the year is kind of like, a, let's see how it plays out, um, but we'll talk more about that also in a little bit. Yeah, so um, I, I guess I'm all over the place on this one. I'm a big Kingdom Hearts guy. I grew up on Kingdom Hearts, loved them, have them all, almost on every version, including mobile. I was really excited for that once, to your point, Alden, that came out in January, and then it was like, what do we have next? Um, right. I'm more of a single-player player as well. I know Dan and Ains love the multiplayer side. Ains loves multiplayer. He plays a lot of that, so I'm sure they were expecting other things. But from what we saw in the industry, just from an advertising perspective, what people were talking about in social media, the big things, obviously, was Anthem. People probably were thinking about that. RE2, uh, probably my favorite game so far of 2019. Kingdom Hearts and Metro Exodus was being pushed extremely hard by Mike. Microsoft. Um, to an extent, I think Resident Evil on the opposite side was probably the most pushed game by Sony. Would you agree there, Alden? I know you're more of a Sony guy, but would you say that's kind of the exclusive stuff that Sony fans were waiting for, even though it wasn't really exclusive? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Kingdom Hearts 3 also yeah, uh, was yeah, really yeah. pushed by PlayStation guys. Um, I don't know about um, yeah, commercially, but I know everybody I know that plays on PlayStation was talking to me about Kingdom Hearts 3. Are you playing it? Is it? Are you going to get it when it comes out? So. Right. I think that was pushed a lot more by Sony than I than I realized. Yeah, and to the opposite side, I think Metro was the big thing because they had the, the the marketing rights there. Um, so I think all of us picked up almost all these games. Dan, did you? Is there anything that you avoided because maybe backlog? Or there was too much going on as far as hype games go. Also, I'm a giant puss. Yeah, Resident <laughs> Evil Two. <laughs> so that oh, that's was, right. Yeah. What was I thinking? Yeah, yeah. I played. Yeah, we played the 20 minutes or whatever it was for the uh, backseat gaming, and that was it. So I did not yeah. pick that one up. I might eventually get it when it's on sale kingdom hearts 3 like i said before i played the first game and you know i i mean it was so long ago i would never be able to remember everything that happened there let alone what happened in the sequels even though i have the remastered versions for the playstation i just never had time to go back and play them but it looks right. like everybody enjoyed it so you know i did get metro and anthem obviously yeah i, I wasn't going to get metro but I, did. I think with you claiming you're scared of Resident Evil, I honestly don't think there's a lot of crazy jump scares. I think there's maybe one or two or maybe even three the whole game. But outside of that, I think it's such a good game. I think you'd appreciate it at the end of the day. But um, yeah. 
maybe. I don't know. I don't know. All right, so let's let's flip the coin here and do the opposite. So, in my opinion, these were the least anticipated games, even though they have their specific fans. So, I felt Devil May Cry. Uh, people were like, "Oh, it's another Devil May Cry." I, I don't even know if I care so much about this one, but uh, we'll talk about how that ended up being reviewed at the end of the day. And then the other one's Jump Force. So, when Jump Force was first announced on the Microsoft stage at E3, people went crazy about it. Then Sony put out their trailer. People on the Sony side went crazy about it. We won't talk about the Switch people, but um, it, it just had massive fanfare going on. Um, I wouldn't say that it was hyped that much at all, but with the audience that really plays those games, I think these were some of my least hyped games that were going into the first quarter. How about you guys? Did you guys think the opposite of maybe some of the hype games? Or would you guys agree with these or add or take away? What do you all think? I, I think you're right. I think um, Devil May Cry was was criminally underhyped. At this point, I want it really badly. Seeing what people have said about it, I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, but some of the things that people have said, some of the gifts that people have posted, the videos that people have posted, that game looks incredible. And it looks like it's right up my alley. It's weird. It's fun. Uh, the gameplay is fluid. Uh, so I'm, I, I feel like that was incredibly underhyped. I think Jump Force was underhyped as well, but... Um, I, I can't think of a whole lot else that's come out that wasn't hyped because um, everybody tried to get out of the way of these big games that did come out. So yeah, couldn't agree more. Dan, how about you? Yeah, I picked up Devil May Cry because reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played some of it, and you know, yeah, I, I don't remember seeing a whole. You know, I mean, I, I, I knew it was coming out, right? We all knew it was kind of coming out, and I didn't. I just figured, well, this is just another one in the series of Devil May Cry games that I'll never play, even though I'm like a huge Bayonetta fan and they're really kind of similar. Um, it's awesome. It's pretty damn awesome. It looks amazing. Um, and also, you know, I don't understand what I'm doing most of the time. Uh, it's a For me, it's more it's become more of a button masher and, oh, cool, I pulled that off. Don't know how that happened. But it's, you know, Jump Force, I don't remember it at e3 to be honest with you and okay. i is that the fighting game with like that's that's yeah. the anime culmination one game yeah yeah, uh, yeah. didn't even care that's probably why because <laughs> i don't like anime or fighting games so. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> damn dan yeah i'm Jeez. just sorry not trying to shut your bed i mean yeah it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> you I, like I, that stuff, great but yeah, not for me so those types of games are really massive in Japan. There was actually, there's a series, there's an anime and everything about it. There's a manga that that is for it as well. And so for it to, to come to North America was kind of a big deal when it, I, I think Ains was actually at the at the conference when this was happening, the crowd went nuts. Um, and then as stuff would happen, we'll talk about it on, on how it ended up getting reviewed in just a minute. But um, yeah, so 2019, I, I would say the as the industry changes, we are just gonna be getting tons of games throughout the entire year. You would see things that would usually happen sometime in the spring. Summer would have a couple releases, uh, and then everything big comes out in the fall. Now we're seeing a little bit of stuff change. So let's talk about how things have reviewed. But before we talk about that, I wanted to talk about some of the other games that are big tier AAA games that are kind of the middle ground, not necessarily hype games, but stuff that has released. I do want to talk about one that's just a huge red flag in the Microsoft front, and that's Crackdown 3. So um, Alden, I, I know you play a lot of Sony, but did you even attempt this one? It's okay if you didn't. Did, did you touch Crackdown 3? I did. Um, I loved Crackdown 1, um, mm -hmm. and our our good pal Doc Cupcake was in Crackdown 3, so I had to get it. Also, I mean, with what Microsoft is doing with, with Game Pass is fantastic because oh, yeah. I wouldn't have paid $60 for that game, but I got Game Pass, or I have Game Pass, so I played it there. And yeah, I, I, I played through the entire game. Cool. Very cool. Dan, I know you uh, you reviewed it for us as well. You played through the whole game. And not exactly a, a least hype game. It was hyped very much by Microsoft, but as the window approached, I, I would say the hype kind of dropped down a little bit. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it. I think, you know, I, I, I enjoyed what I what it was for, you know, it, it being cracked down. Um, it wasn't anything, you know, mind-blowing, AAA, anything. You know, I think Microsoft had put so much into that game and, you know, had, it was just so, it was pushed back so many times. You know, the community talked about it, like, this is going to be it. It's finally going to, you know, it just kind of fell flat. Um, it is what it is. You know, I think they, they were trying to do some different things with that cloud technology and the, the multiplayer, which I still haven't touched. Um, and it's just, it's disappointing. Um, I did like Crackdown 1. 
Um, I didn't play too much of Crackdown 2, so I couldn't really speak on that. But and this this was basically an upgraded version, and it was okay, you know. And as far as the hype around it, eh, you know, it kind of went up and down throughout the year, you know. Um, sometimes everybody was like, oh, yeah, Crackdown 3, it's going to... And then they're like, yeah, we're seeing some things. We better rein it in a little bit, <laughs> yeah. you know, so... I just can't believe that they delayed that game so long and it still was mediocre. Yeah. That's, yeah. Real fun, real quick aside, it's just a funny joke. Uh, last night on uh, the gaming perspective, I was in the chat there and they were asking everybody their favorite ge- uh, games from last generation and somebody in the chat said Crackdown 3. <laughs> just, oh, I just died. Zinger, zinger. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds low. Yeah, I, I, I did try to get through Crackdown. I couldn't get through the entire end. Um, it was really a struggle for me, especially with such a crowded uh, Q1 of other things you can be playing instead of that. But to, to Alden's point again, I mean, it, it was available on Game Pass, and Game Pass has turned into such a great value for that kind of stuff. You know, this might be a favorite game for you or something that you, but at least you're trying it, um, which is a huge reel in for a lot of people. So I think that's a good choice. Um, other games that I have listed here is just, um, I guess, Middle Ground, like I said before. Dirt Rally 2, if you're part of the Dirt Rally fan base, this is one of the best games there. It did release in Q1. It's got reviewed really well, so if you like it, I'd, I'd say give that one a try. Another one that has been kind of released and very flat, in my opinion, I haven't heard much about this one at all, is Dead or Alive 6. I mean, it's been reviewed semi-well. It's not being reviewed poor in any, in, actually in any outlets that I've seen. It's got the booby physics. <laughs> the booby <laughs> physics are back. That's one of the biggest draws. And uh, I guess with Soul Calibur releasing at the end of 2018 and now this one, these types of alternative fighters, in my opinion, are here. So it's kind of weird. Mm. Nope. Not going to play either <laughs> one of those. I, I really thought Dead or Alive 5 would just go on forever. Yeah. And they would just release, like, skins. Almost, you know, and I use that term very loosely um, over and over and over again. And then, you know, maybe like in 10 years, you get Dead or Alive 6. I didn't even know it was coming out, to be honest with you. And, you know, I'm not a Dirt Rally guy, so. But 2.0, I thought they were on like on 4. Maybe I was thinking of a different game. Yeah, so there is a Dirt 4, um, but the Dirt Rally series is a newer thing where it's just only on the rally courses. So the other Dirts have different disciplines that you can race the dirt cars in so this is the the newest 2.0 so i don't i don't know what any of that means <laughs> <laughs> if you watch any racing uh, rally racing i should say uh it's it's the game to play and codemasters is a pretty good developer they're kind of like the polyphony digital of, of rally racing so they're, they're they do a really good job but yeah their games are really fun yeah if you ever um codemasters if, if you ever want to play any of their racing it's very different a lot more uh just gritty i guess you could say so they're they're, they're pretty good um, the other one, uh, well, I did. We did talk about Dead or Alive Six, uh, as I mentioned. It's kind of have. It's had a very strange release. So I think right now they have something where you can get the game for free, but you mm-hmm. only get the four four characters that you can play as, and it's almost like a demo. But you still can go through the whole campaign with them. Um, if you were a fan of the Dead or Alive games in the past, this one might be down your alley because it's it's actually pretty fun. It's just very different. It's almost like the Virtua Fighter games back in the day. That's where they've kind of evolved into. Well, that's kind of the way Dead or Alive 5 was, right? You could play yep. the base game without paying any money. That's why I thought it was really weird that 6 came out and you had to pay full price for it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because after, just... after testing that method out with, with Dead or Alive 5, I thought that they were kind of stuck in that model. It was weird to, to transition from that back to pay $60 for our game again. Yeah, they also have a really weird... Um selling i guess skew they have one for 91 dollars, and it comes with the base game and all the skins for all the characters it's a really strange uh price tag but i don't know if you love the dead alive series might be down your alley it's been reviewed pretty well um that's just been another middle ground game as i like to call them but with all that being said let's talk about how q1 has been reviewed in the industry so we we like open critic over metacritic but the scores are very similar um, and let's talk about, uh, let's start with the lowest rated games. <clears throat> I know one of the games that you guys have loved the most so far is one of the lower rated games. And this has been kind of a divisive conversation on social media as to what people think of reviews, but let's kick it off with Anthem. So Anthem has a open critic score of 61. It arguably would say it was the most hyped game of early 2018 with not the highest review score. Um, not really trying to get into a, an argument with anybody on this one, but what, what are your thoughts here of, of this review score slash, I mean, are you guys agreeing with it? Do you guys think it, it there's tons of room for improvement, obviously in Anthem, but just kind of a really weird score. Yeah. We've talked about this uh, a few times, but 
I I took issue with this on Twitter, where I agree with the review score, but I love the game. Um, or at least I have a lot of fun with the game. But to argue with that review score is is insane. One, that's just how people feel about it. Let them feel about it that way. But two, it's a broken, flawed game with, with a lot of issues. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not fun to play, and I haven't spent dozens of hours playing it. But it's definitely super flawed, and I agree with that 61 at, at the very least. See, for me, I think it's a, maybe a little bit low, but at the same time, I totally understand where they're coming from because, you know, when I did it, it's hard for anybody, really, when you're hyped for a game so much. I mean, obviously, you're going to have your own opinions, but to be objective when you do some kind of review for it. When I did the review for um, Season Gaming, it's it was, you know, I was sitting there like, gosh. You know, I, I think the list of things that were wrong with it were much longer than the actual things that I enjoyed about it, which is unfortunate. But, I mean, I can see anywhere between 60 and 70, that kind of wheelhouse. I think, you know, the gameplay is tight. The the graphics are amazing. Totally understand why some people didn't like it because it just wasn't complete. And there's really no excuse for releasing a game in that genre when you have so many examples of how not to do it. You know, every game that has come out, Destiny, Division, you know, Diablo 3, here's don't do it like this is basically what they've said. And they do exactly that every single time until really the Division, you know, has improved on that, obviously. But it's, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed in that game, to say the least. It's probably, you know, if if it's going to be my most hyped game, it's probably going to be one of my biggest disappointments of the year, too. And we're only in quarter one, so... Yeah, it's it's funny because it's almost like movies. Like you can you can watch the dumbest movie ever and still really enjoy it, but know that it's not a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's it's the same thing with Anthem. I think Anthem, thankfully, is one of those games that can be improved over time, and they can fix things. With uh, unfortunately, like Destiny, where they each DLC that came out, the first DLC was poor, but then the next one was just amazing, and it kind of improved the game. We'll see what Anthem looks like at the end of 2019, or maybe even summer 2019. It might be a whole different game, so that may improve. But that, I, I'm with you, Alden. I, I played only about six hours of this game, so I can't really speak too much about it. But um, I was not the biggest fan of it. And unless I was playing with it socially, I can't see myself going that in, in single-player-wise and really enjoying myself with it. So yeah, I'm, I'm a weird audience member when, when it comes to Anthem. Um, <laughs> Some other games that uh, we were just talking about them. So Jump Force was pretty hyped at the conferences and everything. It got reviewed really, really poorly. Uh, it's got a 57 right now, and some people have actually stayed away from it after seeing the review scores. Some people did pick it up just to kind of see all those characters coming together um, and fighting each other. So that's kind of a weird one. I know you guys didn't even try this one, right, before I move on to the next one. No. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is a cool trailer if you ever want to take a look at it, if you're into anime. Might be down your alley. Otherwise, um, as far as the core game goes and the gameplay elements of it, it's not reviewed very well. So maybe stay away at the same time. Another one, which I think is the flop of Q1, is Left Alive. And some people might be saying, what the hell is Left Alive? Yep. So Left, Left Alive, <laughs> Dan's like, I'm one of those right here. Uh, Left Alive is the uh, third-person uh, game from the Front Mission franchise. If you played Front Mission at all um, with mechs and everything like that, this is the game that was somewhat people were somewhat excited for it. It has a 38 right now in Open Critic, and in watching some video reviews of this people, I can see why it looks like a broken, hot mess. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even know this game came out. I remember hearing something about it last year at some point. I didn't know the game was out, and um, I'm not surprised to hear that it, it's broken. Yeah, watching the videos, I thought there was something wrong with my phone and computer. I was like, "What the? Am I is the bit rate messed up or what's up?" It's so bad. Um, Dan, did you have you played any Front Mission games before? No, this looks okay. like Metal Gear. Yeah, it's it's mixed with something else. Yeah, it's almost like the Revengeance game from Metal Gear. Um, and yeah. some of the uh, the mechs that are in the Front Mission are part of it, and it's really weird the way they implemented it into the game. I would just watch the video review just to kind of laugh and be like, "What the hell were they thinking?" But it did have uh, it did have kind of a big backing from fans and hope, and they are very let down. The other one, which uh, we did talk a little bit about, and we don't really need to recycle it, I guess. But Crackdown Three just did not get reviewed very well. Depending on who you follow in social media, some people were roasting it like crazy, and other people were like, "Hey, wait a minute, it's a great game still." And so. Uh, we're not going to get into fanboy wars here. We try to stay away from those. But it has a 63 right now. 
Um, hopefully you guys maybe love it, hate it, and give it a try. It's on Game Pass for free. Anything else you guys want to say about Crackdown 3? I don't know if you do. But I, I think it is a fun game, and I enjoyed my time with it. But again, as the, to, to say the same as Anthem, it is it is deserving of its score. Yep, for What's sure. What's that? Well Dan, anything else on that one for you? you nope. like <laughs> Play it if you got Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a shot. I, I, I would feel really bad for the people that don't have Game Pass and they paid sixty bucks for it. That's oh, yeah. that's that's a hard one to take. It definitely um, it's it's a game that gets better the more you play it and the more powers you get, which I think yeah. is a weird way to set that game up because most people probably give up before they get half of the cool powers that you need to get to make the game fun. So on that point, Alden and Dan, I think he said something very similar. How many hours do you think you need to invest before it gets to that point? What are you look? What are you thinking? If you hammer through it, you could probably get to that point in about four hours. Yeah, I was going to say four hours. <laughs> yeah, I finished it in eight. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah, it gets, it gets good at the seven hour mark. <laughs> yeah, about, about seven and a half. And then yeah. the ending is lackluster too. So it's really good yeah. for about an uh, forty five minutes in there. Yeah, Alden, Alden, did you play multiplayer at all? Not at all, no. Okay, Dan, you played just a bit just to try I, it, right? I, I didn't even try it because I couldn't. Oh. I, I don't like playing with random people, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. that needs to be fixed if they haven't fixed it already. Right. I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. You can't invite your friends? What is this, fucking come. Monster Hunter? I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. once again, let's flip the coin the other way. And these are Open Critics Hall of Fame games of 2019 so far. And the first one, which is the biggest surprise for me, um, is uh, Resident Evil 2 was rated so high. It's the highest rated game of the most hyped games. It's sitting at a 92. Uh, currently, for me, it is my favorite game of 2019 so far. Obviously, a long year to go, a lot of things. Uh, that still have to release, but I'm I've played that six times through uh, playthroughs and different ones. So, um, Dan, did uh, well? Actually, hold on a second. You didn't play this game, um, and you're staying away from this game. All then, I think you were. This was your most hyped game, right? It was, and and it lived up to that hype and more. I was surprised actually with how much it lived up to my hype because uh, hype hype is a dangerous thing. You know, we were just talking about it with Anthem. When you're excited about a game and you're let down by it. it, it hurts it that much more. If you go into a game and you're not expecting much, then any surprise is a good surprise. But um, it, Resident Evil 2 just killed it on all fronts. It was, it was, it had enough feeling that you got from the original Resident Evil 2, but upped it to just, they didn't lose anything, I guess is what I'm trying to say. They didn't lose anything from that original feel, but still added on to it and made it a better experience. Yeah, it's so good that I think people are wanting more Resident Evil, like Resident Evil 3, Code Veronica, everything. So um, I hope they do that. There's rumors that Resident Evil 3 has been in the works, uh, but no official announcement from Capcom. But so. the, the problem with that is Resident Evil 2 was the best early Resident Evil game. Mm -hmm. So to go back and revisit any of the other ones now, it might be a little disappointing. Yeah, and I, how many times has Resident Evil 1 been redone and right. ported and stuff? So we know that's not coming, but... No, we, we're always up for good surprises, so bring it on, Capcom. Um, in my opinion, the biggest surprise of Q1 overall for everybody, I think, was Apex Legends. And I know uh, Dan's not the biggest Battle Royale fan, but it's been reviewed at an 86. Um, once again, Alden, did you give this one a try? Are you also not a big Battle Royale fan? or? Oh, I actually, I really like Battle Royale, but the, the amount of time that's required to get good at it is is counterproductive to my gaming habits. <laughs> uh, um, there's too much that I want to play right now. I played Apex a little bit. Um, I played a few rounds. I really love it. I love what they did with it. I, I like the innovations that they've made in the Battle Royale genre, but just the gameplay as a whole is very tight, very fluid. Um, but it's it's there's just not enough time in the day for me. It, it's an amazing game. It's it's a great surprise. Um, and, and if we're talking favorite surprises of 2019 so far, Apex is probably up there. Yep. Dan, you looking forward to our uh, our uh, battle royale together with Apex? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, maybe a little bit, but it's mostly because I'll be. It'll be, hey, Dan. You know, where you at? I don't know. I'm at <laughs> <Henry> Towers. <laughs> Dan needs to be revived again. Pick him up. In Fortnite. I don't know. What's going to happen? You know, it, it's it, that I played one game and I can tell why everybody likes it. I will say that. And you, you can tell right off the bat why people really, really enjoy this game. Aside from being uh, 
the low, low price of free. Um, <laughs> it's also just really, really gorgeous. It's well put together. The controls feel good. Um, I just don't like playing Battle Royale games ever. Yep. So, but you know what? Everybody's loving it. So that's great. Understood. Understood. So other ones that are uh, in the Hall of Fame so far of 2019, Devil May Cry. So we were just talking about how this was not on everybody's radar. A lot of people were just brushing it off as it's kind of another one in the in the series. The demos came out. People were like, hey, it looks really pretty. But then now that the game is here, it seems to have the most character of, of any game that's released in 2019 so far. And people are loving it. It's sitting at an 88, which is extremely high for Open Critic um, and Metacritic overall. So people seem to love it. It's on my radar to pick up. I just have too much to play right now, and I don't need another game to sit on the shelf in a wrapper. Um, so I'm maybe even going to wait for a sell almost. But it, if I didn't have anything to play, this would be the one. It's pretty damn good, dude. It's not even, yeah, I mean... I hate saying that because it, and I don't hate saying that, <laughs> but I wasn't expecting it. So it was like, <laughs> when I jumped in, let me just tell you something. Those guys, they're some pretty guys and they, but they also kick some ass. So it's kind of a weird kind of whole, you know, I don't know what it is. I, I won't get into it too much here. <laughs> at least 13, but I really, really, really enjoy playing that game. It's, 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 it's something. So Dan, with uh, with all the talk of how pretty the game is, as far as uh, not not the guys, but um, the cutscenes are specifically about the guys. <laughs> are the cutscenes as good as everybody's saying it's, they are? Yeah, they're crazy good. Now I don't have the I, I I saw something where like the the deluxe edition got like different kind of I don't know if it's full motion cutscenes or whatever or, or oh. but it said something that was one of the benefits of it. I didn't really understand what it is. The cutscenes that come with the base game. At least for me, they look amazing. I mean, amazing. Uh, it's it's just it's corny, you know, because mm -hmm. it's you know that kind of game, but it's still awesome. And I can't. I, I only played like a few hours. I can't remember the hell that girl's name is, uh, <laughs> but she is different and really really cool. Just like the conversations and stuff that you have with her. So um, she's kind of your person that makes your weapons and stuff like that and drives the big mm. bus with devil may cry on the side of it mm. which is weird i don't hear you but, talking about i don't know her name at all but yeah, yeah i can't remember her name is she she's got this little country twang mm. Mm -mm. all right next game <laughs> <laughs> well before we move alden did you have any comments or anything on devil may cry is this well, also no, on your radar it's definitely on my radar i want it really badly um i've actually never played any of the other devil may cry games what i know I know, and and that style of game is so up my alley. Uh, I don't know why I haven't. It, they've been on sale for like $3 so many times, and I always go, well, I've got too much to play right now. Um, but this one looks so much better, and and I think Dan said that you can kind of jump into it and play it if you've never played any of, of the other DMC games. Uh, but, God, I want it really badly, but there's so much to play right now that I don't think I'll get to it anytime soon. Side note real quick, Dan was saying that this game, he should have known it was going to be good because he loved Bayonetta so much. I've also never played Bayonetta. What? I know. I, I just got a Switch, and I think it's time for me to go back and get the Bayonetta 1 and 2 collection and play that. Yeah, so a little bit of nerd history for you. So the guy that developed Devil May Cry 1... Uh, left after Devil May Cry 1, and he developed Bayonetta. So oh. it's the same original creator, the same type of gameplay, same everything. Devil May Cry has been through so much evolution. The second one was more gritty. You can definitely tell it was a different feel. Then they did a whole reboot last generation uh, of the character, the story a little bit, and now they're kind of back to the original stories and stuff. So uh, Devil May Cry the reboot and Devil May Cry 4 are available on Game Pass. So if you ever just want to okay. check them out, check them out. They're free or they're part of your subscription, I should say, not necessarily free. But they're pretty good. I actually like the reboot a lot. It just um, didn't take off for a lot of people. Um, okay, and the last one that uh, we did talk about briefly on the most type games is Kingdom Hearts 3. So reviewed really, really well. I'll start off by saying the game is not for everyone. A lot of people don't understand the game. A lot of people don't even know why people like the game. Um, I think it's extremely charming, uh, very fun, especially if you like Disney, Pixar, and Disney in general. Um, it's also being reviewed high at an 85. So as far as Hall of Fame goes, anything that's above an 85 or ish or so in the Open Critic and Metacritic side, it's considered Hall of Fame for the year. As the year goes by, obviously some things drop off if things are reviewed very well, but that kind of ends up with the the end of it. Metro Exodus, if you guys were wondering, uh, was reviewed very well um, 
as well. I think it's like an 82 right now in Metacritic, but doesn't exactly hit the Hall of Fame um, on OpenCritic. So, uh, Alden, you were just saying Kingdom Hearts was one of your uh, favorite games or at least franchises, right? No, no, no. Oh, you weren't saying that at all. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, the exact opposite. Kingdom Hearts is one that I've wanted to get into a million times. I bought Kingdom Hearts. Oh, God. How many times have I bought it now? I, I don't know. Um, I bought it on PS2, on PS3, and now on PS4, and I've literally never gotten more than two hours into it. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I, I want to. It seems like a game that should be up my alley. It just it takes so long to build into it that I always get sidetracked by something else, and then I come back to it and forget where I was and how to get to Winnie the Pooh's village or whatever. <laughs> I gotcha. Dan, I, I, I don't even know if I need to ask you, but any comments <laughs> on Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually reviewed Kingdom Hearts for uh, our site, and um, it was a very, really strange experience because um, I like it all, and I don't even know what the hell's going on in the story a lot of the times. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 does a better job of explaining the story than the other ones do, and it tell ends the end of this set of characters. So there is more Kingdom Hearts coming, it's just going to be a different chapter in the stories, and you want, we might not even see the, the main characters and even Nick to a certain extent. But um, not for everyone, and I totally understand why it's a strong struggle for me, because I grew up on Squaresoft and the characters there, and then obviously I think a lot of people grew up on Disney, so it's kind of hard to, to stay away from it, but I do understand why people don't get it. So, all good. So that's kind of what's happened with 2019 so far. If there's other games that you personally have maybe picked up and love in Q1, let us know what you think about it in the comments. We'd like to hear maybe something we left off as something that is just an epic game that was maybe not part of the Hall of Fame when it comes to critics. But um, let's let's change it up to what have we played the most this year? So, Dan, I'm going to start out with you. So what have you played the most in 2019? I know you've talked about some of these games already, but what what is something that you just really have enjoyed? Uh Anthem. I've really, really enjoyed Anthem as much as I hated it. The stupidest. I mean, I, I, it's hard to explain when you, when you, when you can sit there and see a game that had so much potential, and then you know, and still enjoy it a lot. You know, I mean, we played playing with other people is great. Um, that's obviously makes the game better, but that makes pretty much any game better. Um, but I really enjoy the gameplay. I really like the the world, the setting there. I just don't know. If um, I don't know if they can come back. That's my biggest issue right now. You know, I see, you know, I put probably 70, 80 hours into it. Uh, but then as soon as the division launch, I mean, it's got its hooks in me pretty much. But I can also see where Bioware, literally the day that it released, just said, the hell with it. We're going to pop the loot up again, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and start, you know, making the loot drops better. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if that was reactionary. I'm guessing part partially it was to keep people there playing the game, but they're going to lose a large chunk of their audience, you know, to people that you know are going to play that higher tier game, that game that's a little bit more complete, that's got other stuff in it. I love it still. I'm still going to go back and play it every once in a while. I'm just hoping, you know, you can only hive, you know, do the, the hive mine or hiring tyrant. I'm sorry, I can't even talk. Uh, the tyrant mine. <laughs> you know, so many times over and over and over and over again, you know, before it gets super boring. I think I did it one time, four times in a row with some friends. And I was like, this is just not great anymore. <laughs> you know, it's getting, it's, 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 it's getting boring. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to get the loot. And then I get 18 of the same damn thing. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a broken system in several, several ways. It's still a fun game to play. The gameplay is tight, but it's just, you know, there are better options, especially now. Gotcha. Alden, how about yourself? So this one's a weird answer for me. I, I don't know if I should even bring up what I've played the most because it's not a 2019 game, but I did just finally get a Nintendo Switch and mm. I've spent a lot of time with Zelda. I've been very, very busy the last couple of weeks and having Zelda on my Switch to kind of sit down and play whenever I'm not doing something else has been fantastic. And I think that's probably when Zelda's at its best because when I first played it, I played it on Wii U and I couldn't get into it because I feel like being tethered there and trying to walk across the map for two hours and then getting killed and having to start back at the tower that I was at drove me insane. But hmm. now, um, in between you know, work and, and picking my daughter up for dance or, or whatever, um, I can just sit there and play a little bit and play a shrine and get back to real life. It's been perfect. So it, it's kind of hitting me at the right time. Um, cool. 
but uh, other than that, I, I put a lot of time into Anthem, uh, but I can't say it better than Dan just did. It's a great game with um, that needs a lot more added to it. And I, I worry that it's not going to get added, but fingers crossed it, it'll get there by the end of the year. Are you loving Breath of the Wild or it's just yeah. kind of whatever? Okay. I, I am loving it. And, and I wasn't expecting to. Yeah. Um, and I know it's an amazing game. It just, it's too big for me. Yeah. It was my game of the year in 2017. So, I mean, I absolutely loved it. And the, yeah, you were just joking earlier about like crackdown. The more you get into breath of the wild, the better it gets and wait till you meet some of the characters and stuff. It's just so good. Yeah. I've recently, I've, I've gotten to know some of the characters now in the game and it adds so much character that wasn't there for the first mm -hmm. six hours that I played without meeting anybody except for that weird ass old man. Yep. <laughs> Yep. So All right. Uh, for me, it's been Apex Legends. Um, I I think it's just because uh, that's been the game that a lot of me and my buddies have connected with and just playing the hell out of it. Um, it's just so much fun uh, with the other stuff. I mean, I did have like 60 hours in the Kingdom of Hearts, but I, I think if it, Apex Legends eclipses how much time we've played in that. But another game that I didn't even put on our listing was Persona 5. I've come back to Persona and uh, been playing the hell out of that game. I'm now another 40 hours into it, which is just so good. But have you not a 2019 release. Have What's you up? finished that one before? I have not. I've played so all the other Personas. Um, I hear it's like at the 90 hour mark where you might get to the end. So I'm, I'm almost there. But okay. Not quite. Talk about a game with character. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Uh, next one is what is your biggest surprise? So Alden, let's start with you this time. Um, I feel like we've mentioned this game 500 times. My biggest surprise was actually a disappointment, and that's Anthem. I okay. was surprised that they didn't put it together uh, better leading up to it and, and the launch, because I think we all kind of saw the signs as the game was getting closer and closer, that we weren't seeing a story. We weren't seeing a lot of um, uh, different content. We were seeing kind of the same things over and over and over again, and we were concerned. And anybody who was a big Bioware fan, Dan, um, our friend Jared, they were saying, you know, just wait. When the game comes out, it's going to have that Bioware touch to it. And it just, it seems like that never got added. So Anthem is my biggest surprise because I expected, even though I didn't have a lot of hype going in, I expected Bioware to pull it together and make it a more enjoyable game start to finish. Sure. Dan, yourself? I'd say Metro so far. Yeah. I know it sucks because I know the troubles you've had with the game and it makes me really, really sad because there's something in there that's just so cool and yeah. they, they've improved it over just the, all, most of the mechanics over the last two um, and seeing this new generation of um, and what they were able to do with it. Um, graphically gorgeous. Uh, they told a really, really good story without being, you know, very, very you know, heavy-handed, I guess. Um, gameplay is good. Um, it's just really, really fun. And I didn't really expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Um, like it's just, like we said about these other games, the farther you get in, the more stuff you start unlocking, different crafting you can do, different weapons you get, it actually starts getting really, really, really good hmm. um, all the way to the end. So it's I loved it. had a great time with it. Yeah, I'm hoping to... Um... I hope they patch it eventually. I've actually uninstalled it because I'm just yeah. not going to play any more of it. It's so frustrating. But would you think it's good enough? Uh, or I should say, would playing it on a 1S take away from the game experience? Because it's a huge downgrade from a 1S. I think so. I mean, I, I mean, well, you know, you're still going to have, if it, if it runs smoothly, you know, graphically, you know, that's objective. I guess you can, you know, say, okay, this looks, some people, doesn't, it doesn't matter, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um it does look gorgeous on the X. I would say the one S you probably are going to take a huge hit in that. Um, I don't know about frame rate and stuff. Um, if that would make a huge difference either, but um, I know what it looks like on the X on the QLED and it looks freaking amazing. So right. I enjoyed it. You know, not only for that, it, it was kind of a sum of it, all of its parts. So I couldn't really separate, you know, just that one thing, but it was great. I might do that just to just to play it. Other than that, I might just sell it off, and then once they patch it, I'll pick it up again when it's on sale or something. But mm. uh, mine, once again, is Apex. I'm, I think it was a surprise for everybody the way it released. Um, the fact that we knew nothing about it, saw nothing until I think three or four days prior to its release, and then it was here. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I was kind of taking a break from Battle Royale. We were playing the hell out of PUBG for so long, and then it came along, and I'm reeled back into Battle Royale, which is... Uh, good and bad, but I think it's it's time to take a little break from it and play some other games. So I'm, I'm glad that other stuff is releasing. So really easy for me there. Um, 
with the rest of 2019 coming, what is y'all's biggest release for 2019 that you is either confirmed, not confirmed, that's been rumored to be confirmed? What do you think, Dan? I want Star Wars. I want a good single-player Star Wars game. I've been wanting that for a long time, and I don't know. I still don't know if we'll get it. I'm hoping we do. Um, I mean, there's several. You know, The Last of Us looks good. There's, you know, I, I kind of want to see what Control is because, you know, and, and see what that is going to turn out to be like. You know, uh, there, there's so many other games coming out that, you, you, you know, unless you really kind of look it up. I mean, I didn't realize all this stuff was coming out. Yep. Um, Star Wars is definitely top of my list for now. Um, but there are several games that I'm going to probably get into once they come out. So, Okay. Alvin, yourself? Yeah. Uh, Psychonauts 2 is supposed to come out this year. I don't think we've heard a whole lot about it, though, and I'm getting concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psychonauts, it was such an amazing experience for me. When it came out, it was completely different than anything that had been released before. That cartoony but deep, thoughtful Um, heartwarming story that you got to play through. Uh, The platforming was great. It doesn't quite hold up anymore the way it seemed to hold up at the time. Like it it seemed like it was groundbreaking at the time, but I went back to replay it about a year ago and I was like, Ooh, (laughs) I remember the platforming a lot better than it actually was. Like I'm jumping to here and I'm not ending up here. (laughs) Like (laughs) it just, it doesn't add up now the way it would have. So Psychonauts 2 has the potential to be, everything that that was and more and and what psychonauts could be in 2019 so hopefully that's out and other than that super meat boy forever is another one that should be out here in about a month and again they're not really talking about it but i love super meat boy so i'm, I'm very excited for that one so hard so yes hard. yes <laughs> um i'm a massive psychonauts fan as well and um it did come out on back compat on xbox and i'm echo the same feelings you have. I was like, geez, this, this seems so much better back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the story is still there, so that's fun. I, I wonder, and I hope, I should say, that when Psychonauts 2 comes out, maybe they'll have a remastered in the new engine or something of, of the first one. That'd be Ooh, amazing if that happened, because I think be so many so people good. didn't play it. Um, so I don't know, but that would be awesome. Uh, mine's a, an, an interesting one, because we don't have a even a release window yet for it, but it's Last of Us 2. Uh, Last of Us is my favorite game of last generation, and uh, I hope that this one comes out. It's been rumored that it is coming in 2019. I just hope it does, um, and I'm pretty excited for it. So it's a must play. Um, yeah. Okay, the other similar question, but not exactly, but what are you hoping for for 2019 as far as either industry-wise, it could be console-wise, it could be another game, and it maybe still is Psychonauts or Star Wars for you guys, but what else are you hoping for in 2019? I just want more games, which is kind of stupid, but it's it's very general, but I just want more single-player games, some more co-op games I can play with my friends. I just want them to keep pushing that envelope and and learning from the mistakes of the past, unlike Anthem. You know, so (laughs) I, I just, there's so many... You know, I, I want to see the console releases. You know, the the new the new PS5 and the new Xbox. I want to see you know what they have in store. I can't wait for E3 to see what you know everybody kind of brings to the table. I love seeing those new release games or the <laughs> games that people are working on. You know, just to you know make us keep wanting to do this you know hobby. And it's it's just there's it's just there's so much coming out. You know, I said those games before and. Gosh, there's still like there's like Wolfenstein and Biomutant and you know games that I completely forgot about you know mm-hmm. a couple days ago. But there's, there's there's so much stuff, man. I mean, it just get better, you know. A whole bunch of the other big ones coming too. Yeah, tons, tons and tons of games. So just more games, bring it on, because I have all kinds of time. Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I uh, almost contrary to what Dan says, I think I want less games. Uh, I want to get through some of the games that I have, um, but there, like a lot of those games that Dan mentioned, I f- completely forgot about Biomutant. I can't wait for yeah. that game. Me too. Um, so, I, I think really, if I if I had to say, I'd like more time to get through my backlog. Um, as far as game announcements go, I I it's time to announce a new Bioshock. It's no, please. It's so time to announce a new Bioshock. Yes. Yeah, to, to your point, Alan, the backlog is real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my backlog is nuts. There's stuff even from 2018 that is still on the wrapper as well. So, oh yeah, I've um, got Hitman 2 sitting right here that I still haven't even uh, opened. Yep. yep. 
I know Sekiro, uh, just stuff that's coming out, just I'm going to rattle them off really quick. The more things that are coming soon, Sekiro's next week already, um, which is some Jeez. people may be into that or not. MLB The Show, if you're a baseball guy, this is the game that most baseball obsessive fans love. Yep. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, another one that maybe Nintendo fans are waiting for. Nintendo's been kind of quiet at the start of this year outside of the announcements, but that stuff just this month. So there's a lot of that's stuff that's so coming. Crazy, that's just this month. Yep. Plus you got like what, Skull and Bones. I really want to play that freaking game. Um, yep. Ori, The Outer Worlds. I mean, there's so many games that are just coming out that it's, I mean, I don't even know Mortal Kombat's coming out next month. Is that right? Yep. Craziness, um, man. Yeah, end of the month, we got Days Gone, which is the big Sony release for, for I guess, the start of the year. We've got Rage 2, which is another one that people were just nuts about, but it's gone kind of quiet, Rage which, is, 2, yeah. which is weird. Um, Crash Team Racing. I know we have a challenge oh, yeah. coming up in that game pretty soon. That's right. Uh, let me just look at the, the stuff here. So we've got Judgment, which is something a lot of people have been talking about. It's kind of a, a brawler, I guess you might want to call it. It's the Yakuza Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm buying it. <laughs> and then and then a lot of stuff that just doesn't have a firm release date, but has been uh, claimed for 2019. So here's a few of them. Dead Island 2, if you were into that. Um, Code Vein, which is one that we played at E3, um, and that's just been the nonstop delay. Doom Eternal, we forgot about Doom Eternal. That's a that's a big one. Yep. Biomutant, you're gonna say something, Dan, or Alden? I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just um, loving the list. Yeah, <laughs> Wolfenstein Youngblood, which is the DLC to the original game. Uh, Dying Light Two, Control. You mentioned Control earlier. Uh, we've got the Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, which is the Switch exclusive. Um, they've talked about the Dragon Ball Z RPG coming. We'll see if that actually makes it. I don't know if it will. Um, and then other stuff that are being ported from, uh, like Dragon Quest is coming to the Switch. Super Mario Maker 2 is rumored to be in 29. So there's just so much coming that is not even um, have firm dates yet. As we mentioned, Last of Us, there's rumored that, um, uh, gosh, I'm trying. Death Stranding. Death Stranding 2019 rumor release. No way. Yeah. I, 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 there's gotcha. no way. It, it's really out. strange. And then the <laughs> and then the big the big elephant in the room, Cyberpunk. That's been rumored for 2019 too. No so. way. <laughs> yes, please. If it comes Bring out, it. Sure. yeah, for sure. Bring it on. Bring yep. it on. <laughs> Astral um, Chain. That's another one that I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, I remember that trailer, that teaser. That one mm -hmm. looks cool. Good. Um, yeah, so 2019, a lot to come. We're only through Q1, plenty enough to say. Um, we'll see what else comes out. I'm sure there'll be more surprises at E3 and other conferences. I know Sony's got their specific one coming. Um, and we'll see what other the under, other things the industry has to bring for us. So we're just getting started. So great time to be a gamer. Um, okay, so that's our discussion of Q1, the start of 2019. Um, with all of our guests going forward, we're going to have a little Q&A with them. So Alden, you're going to be our, our first Q&A oh, guest. You're uh, big. Yeah, I guess you're guinea pig at the same time. We definitely want to um, put some light on you to kind of talk about, you know, what are the things you're doing and where we can find stuff with you? Because if people love that voice, we want to be able to find it in other places too. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's um, a big if. <laughs> so really quick, um, I'll go through the Q&A and then um, Alden, I'll give you the floor here to anything else you want to mention that you're working on. So okay. how long have you been gaming? Um, are, have you, are you a new gamer? You've been gaming since birth. What, what, what What's your style? <laughs> yeah, I am holding an N64 controller. Super, super awkward for my mother. Yeah, also groundbreaking. I was born in yeah. 1983. So uh, <laughs> N64 controller was, they yeah. didn't even know what that was. Uh, yeah. Nintendo would probably be less painful. I, I started playing games as soon as I could. I think uh, my parents had an Atari 2600. I played games on that, um, Pitfall. Um, I mean, there were there were a bunch of games that I enjoyed on that. That tank game that Dan got mad that I couldn't Combat. remember the name of. Combat. <laughs> Just Combat. <laughs> uh, but, but bringing home the NES when I was either five or six was, God, that was that was a life-changing moment. We came home with that. We got the the... It's the starter pack with Mario, Duck Hunt, and Track and Field all on one. Um, nice. And that was just life-changing for me. Coming home and playing Mario, well, I'll never forget that moment. And and I was so young, and I barely remember anything from that age, but I remember that. Did you grow up a uh, Nintendo or Sega guy? Nintendo. Sega was kind of a, I went back and got those consoles once I had a job and and expendable income i and i spent all that on old consoles i did get a dreamcast when it came out but but yeah. prior to that everything else i got when i when i was 16 or 17 years old nintendo nintendo nice mm -hmm. 
Um, so what do you say your favorite types of games are? Like, what do you find yourself playing the most? Well, today? so 2D platformers still um, are probably, if, if it's a 2D platformer, I'm going to try it and, I'm, and I'll probably like it and I'll probably be good at it. Um, we talked about Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy is one of those games where I'm kind of just better at that game than most of my friends. And that's not something I can say about any other kind of game. But I love 2D platformers. I love the art style. I love the music. I love... I mean, if it's weighted correctly, you know, um, you want the game to react the way it should react. You know, when you play a Mega Man game, you know where you're going to jump, where you're going to land. When you play a Mario game, it's the same situation. So when I play a 2D platformer and it just feels off, I don't know how you quantify that. Um, but feeling off is the only thing I can say when you play a game and, and it doesn't react the way it feels like it should. Um, but really, most of my favorite games of all time now are adventure games hmm. um, and that's really kind of blossomed over the last several years in on the late ps3 and xbox 360 and and now the ps4 um so uh, did I'm, you um as a platformer guy did you love celeste or didn't care for it god i love celeste so much um yeah. dan dan hasn't heard me stop talking about celeste <laughs> um, i think it's the best soundtrack of, of recent gaming it's just so good it's it's way up there for sure. I love gaming soundtracks. I love gaming music. I'm a I'm a hashtag sound design guy. Um, sound design is huge for me on on any game, um, and that can win me over. But Celeste soundtrack is perfect. It couples in with the gameplay so well and the story so well. Um, when I'm when I'm busy at work, it's one of the soundtracks I'll turn on and listen to. Celeste, The Messenger, it now is is really good. The soundtrack for that is amazing. Nice. Okay, so. Segwaying to your, your your recent comment of adventure games being your favorite games, what is what would you call your favorite game of all time? So I know you want me to say Mario sixty four, <laughs> but we've no. been over this on Twitter, and you were shocked <laughs> and appalled when I say what? I didn't I didn't love Mario sixty four. Uh -huh. um, I don't know what it is about that game; it just never grabbed me. I got an N sixty four just to play it, hmm. and was kind of disappointed. I finished it. I played a few other games on the sixty four, and then I traded it in to get a, a PS1 uh, because, because uh, Final Fantasy VII was calling my name. Mm. Uh, that and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Anyway, that's not what you asked. Um, no. <laughs> I really love Tony Hawk Pro Skater, though. That game's so good. It yeah. was so fantastic. Uh, but my favorite game now, probably, in and it's almost blasphemous. You want to say an old game. But my favorite game is a toss-up between two games that came out in 2017 horizon zero dawn and near automata um, wow. horizon zero dawn just pure gameplay wise i think was one of the most fun experiences i've ever had um, the story is not perfect and the characterization isn't perfect but i love aloy um, and and taking down these bigger uh, dinosaurs for the lack of a better term um, is so fun and it it, it takes so many elements of other great games and incorporates it into their own. You know, it's like playing a little bit of Monster Hunter and playing a little bit of Shadow of the Colossus and, you know, playing a little bit of Tomb Raider and Uncharted. And it's it's all mixed in to blend this this perfect experience for me. Um, but Nier Automata is a game where I've always said it was my second favorite game, and now I'm not so sure anymore. Because two years later, I'm still thinking about that game on an, on a regular basis. It's so good, and the, the story is amazing, and it makes you think about your own life and our own lives on this planet, uh, which is so nerdy and stupid to say out loud. But God, I love it so much. Getting deep on here, Alan. Getting yeah. Deep. Yeah. It's my favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to play that game so many times, and I just can't get past the same part. I get around the eight-hour, nine-hour mark, and I can't get through it. But with you talking about that, I might have to try an eighth it, time. <laughs> it, it's, I hate saying it because it, it's the way the game works is when the ending shows up, you think, all right, I finished the game. And I don't want to tell people to play it again. But I wish there wasn't a credit screen that rolled there, and it just... Mm -hmm jumped into the second story and then the third story and then the shorter fourth and fifth story. Um, but they're different experiences entirely, which is why I wish there wasn't a credit screen. So people thought I just need to play through this 35 hour experience, 40 hour experience instead of thinking I have to play the game five times because as you play more, the story changes and evolves and opens up things that you played at the beginning where you thought, okay, I'm just playing this routine platform flying level, but now there's 
there's context and meaning to it that you didn't know was there before. Wow. Okay. Damn it. I have to play that again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right over there. Um, all right. So um, with as much gaming that you've done, what would you say is your biggest feat of all time? Maybe there was a game, an achievement, a, a trophy, anything that you could say that you always remember as your biggest feat. That's such a great question. And I don't think I have a great answer for it. <laughs> I bet as soon as we finish recording, I'm going to sit here and go, oh, well, it's definitely that. I should have thought of that. Okay. Um, some of my trophies that I have in Super Meat Boy are like rarest of rare. Um, easily my five rarest trophies are all under 1% on, on Super Meat Boy. Um, I, but to say that, I mean, if I had the platinum in that game, I would say that was my biggest mm -hmm. gaming feat. But I don't. I think to get the platinum in that game, you have to just dedicate two or three months to playing the same levels over and over and over again, because to get the platinum, you have to be able to play through every level without dying. And I have several of the worlds completed without dying, but not the later ones because it's just, it takes too much time and repetition over and over and over again. Even, you know, the third world getting the, the, the trophy for finishing that without dying, it took, a week of playing the same 20 levels over and over and over and over and over again. Have you broken any controllers playing Super Meat Boy? No, I'm not a big controller breaker. Um, <laughs> and especially in a game like that, where I feel like every mistake I make is my own mistake and it's not the wow. games. I get mad when a game messes up, um, you know, or, or, or it seems randomized, you know, when you're playing a random, I played through, uh, the best example I can think of is, uh, what's that game? Catherine. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, where I think that game is really good and really fun, but some of the platforming levels in that were so random and you couldn't finish it just by learning. You know, that's what I love about platformers is, is being able to play through and learn as you go. But with, with Catherine, there were moments where I wanted to break a controller because the game would just all of a sudden this thing would shoot up out of nowhere that you didn't expect. And it wasn't there on your last playthrough, but now it's shooting you here and you don't know what to do. And you couldn't possibly prepare for that. That's what makes me angry. But Dan hates the games that I love yeah. <laughs> because I, I like to get frustrated to the point. I mean, I grew up on Mega Man. Mega Man was my jam for years and years and years. And that's the same style where you have to just play it over and over and over again. And then you get to the point where it's easy. And I, I like that feeling of finally triumphing and accomplishing that, that quest that I've been trying to get for days at, at times. You know, we should do for fun. So uh, you and uh, Ains are very similar with that uh, genre. But when uh, Cuphead becomes a fully online co-op, you guys should do it online to see how well you guys do. Because it's yeah. that game's really hard to play multiplayer. I don't know if you've done it before. But if you even play in the same couch, you want to kill your, your team yeah. right next to you. Just keep yeah. all weapon sharp items away from people playing. Because you're like, you killed me. I was doing so well. Um, you guys would be fun to watch. Um, I would love to do that. Great. Um, okay. And let's, let's tail it out. So where can we find you? Um, what do you, I, I, I'd like to say, what consoles do you play? But I know you're on Xbox and you're on PlayStation, but where can we find you? Where can we get more content from you? What are you, what are you doing? Well, I, I do three podcasts at this point. Um, I know you guys do a whole lot more, so I'm not, um, I'm preaching to the choir when I say, God, that's a lot of work. Um, but I do, Dan and I are on Third Wheel Arcade. Every Friday at 7 Eastern on YouTube, we are live. So our our mistakes cannot be edited out. And they are plentiful. Yes. Um, sure. I, I think there are a lot of podcasts, video game related podcasts that are more knowledgeable, this one included. Um, so where we excel is, I think we're one of the most fun podcasts around where we just kind of enjoy ourselves and bullshit and, and have a good time while we talk and joke about video games. Um, I'm also on the PlayStation broadcast um, uh, with, with my good pal, the, the PlayStation brawl. Um, <laughs> he's a great dude and, and asked me to join to host this year. And I'm really excited to do that. Um, awesome. And boy meets girl meets boy meets world with my fiance, where we review boy meets world episodes. We watch through them. Like it's 1993 again. And just, just joke and talk and and discuss how that impacted our lives. Nice. And obviously on Twitter at a.bear, you can find me there. All of my gamer tags are there. Um, I, I need to make that my my whatever my pinned post. Um, 
because I have everything now and I play on it more than ever. And now I have a, a switch as well. And you can't tell anybody your switch name. It's like yeah, your R382. 30 digit code or something. Yeah. So are, are, are you allowed to have a crush on Topanga? I think we've discussed this. My fiance had a crush on Sean, um, Corey's friend, and now she hates him. Um, but we turned into a weirdo. Yeah. We, we did discuss that. Um, it's a little weird to talk about your crush on these children now. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Very uncomfortable to go. Yeah. I, I loved Sean Hunter. Wait a second. He's 13 in these episodes. <laughs> Fun stuff. Well, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for joining our, our, um, our podcast this week. It's, it's been great having you on. It's always good to have that new flavor, um, in, in the, uh, in the podcast. So thanks for joining. Um, I it's it's this is such a great show. Dan's Dan, Dan just loves your flavor. <laughs> that needs to be your fucking new gamer tag. <laughs> new flavor, the best thing ever. Yeah. Uh, new flavor. Uh, yeah, you guys are such a good show, and I get nervous sure, coming man. on. I, I did it once before when you were out, and I I took your spot and failed yeah. miserably and now i've taken Ain's spot and failed miserably because you guys are so knowledgeable about these games and i'm just kind of like i don't know i like video games <laughs> <That's> me. <laughs> <laughs> i took dan's spot <laughs> Did you take dan's spot and we have two dan's on now damn it <laughs> up dan. um dan do you any i'm sure you guys know each other pretty well but do you, anything you want to ask uh all them while we got them on here in our q a section you know, you know about my flavor in here pretty quick Huh? <laughs> we ready to play the division today? Oh yeah, I'm down. <laughs> you want to join up later? Yeah. Join up later. All right. All right. So, um, from a season gaming perspective, we do not have a backseat gaming episode this past week, but we are hoping to have one this uh, week. Ains is back, and he's going to be playing. Uh, Dan, was it Battle Roy um, Realm Royale? Is that what he mentioned? Mm -hmm. I think yeah, so. so we'll we'll have that for you guys available this Friday. So if you were looking for one this past week, we didn't have one. We are also going to be uh, launching our normal BitCast. And thankfully, we're going to be at BitCast 50. It's kind of crazy. We've got to 50 episodes now, and that'll be available for you guys next week as well. So if you tuned in for our special this week, thanks for joining. We really appreciate it, whether you're on the podcast, on YouTube, wherever you're at. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, anything you'd like to share with us, let us know. We do like to answer those as soon as possible. But whatever you're doing, have a great week, and thanks again.